Hi, and welcome to the Seven Elements of Wellness podcast. I'm Trisha Marcus. And I'm Lacey Wall, aka L-Dub. We are the creators of the Seven Elements of Wellness lifestyle routine, dedicated to helping you feel good more than you don't. The Seven Elements of Wellness are spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, nutritional, physical, and financial. And what we found is that we're all living these elements. It's how much attention are we giving each one. Because where your attention goes, your energy flows. When you combine them all and they flow together, it's powerful. This is personal development combined with an overall wellness program. After over 15 years spent on our own health and wellness journey and trying countless practices and modalities, we discovered it's not woo-woo, it's wellness. Woo-woo. Each one of us is on our own path, and what resonates with one might not resonate with another. The purpose of this podcast is to save you time, money, and energy by bringing you the knowledge and the tools that can help empower you and meet you where you're at. It's really a journey of self-love, a foundation to help you be the best version of yourself and let go of the version of you that tells you you're not. Learning to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and just be. Let's go. Let's see how many days in a row we can flow. everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Courtney Stoll here with Lacey and Trish. Woo-hoo, here we are again, friends. Hey. Welcome to episode 19. We are just rolling along. We've been having so much fun. This has been such a fantastic new season. I'm so excited about our guest today. Today on the podcast, we have Wendy Bunnell. I am just getting to know what a beautiful soul she is here in the community. And you have worked with her and known her, both of you, for quite some time. Tell me a little bit about your experience with Wendy and and why you wanted her to be here with us today. Well, first of all, today is a very big day for her. It's the launch of her new book, and we couldn't be more thrilled for her. Such a full circle moment. Lacey and I met uh, Wendy about three years ago. We were in a training to be certified in wings by Terry Dottie, which uh, she was a couple episodes back on Be Your Own Guru here, and she's done some of our element events. And we met her in that class and just an instant connection. She's so easy to get to know and she has such a light about her. But at that time, she was completely struggling with health issues. And I feel like kind of just working on her going inward and really just kind of doing the work like we were. That's why we were there as well to learn how to do the work for us. And um, just watching her get her voice and what has come out of that little class and just to see her transformation has been amazing, right? Yeah, it's been it's been super amazing. I remember being in that class and I just think it's so amazing because I have that belief that we all have an element and a special purpose and passion for what we do in life from coming from our own experience, our own story. And it's, it has been so beautiful to witness and watch us all do the things, especially Wendy and being a part of her, of her story and her journey and really seeing how we are all connected and how we are all here to help each other feel good more than we don't, right? Yeah. She's been so powerful in being your true authentic self. And that's a big thing for me, right? And speaking of being your own, you know, your true authentic self, this woman is so brave. We had this moment where recently, you know, she filmed a documentary and Lacey was a part of that. We, we got to be a part of that. And gotta bring some L-dub vibe in there. Yeah. We got to just connect and dance about it. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful So moment. grateful to be a part of that opportunity. Bring all these women together and um, watch her not only record this documentary, but then after get to watch the premiere of it live with a whole group of amazing mm. people. And just to see the support there, but to see someone who is speaking about something so traumatic and something that I think most of us can relate to on some level, just women in general, but to have a voice and to speak it like that is just, it's courageous beyond measure. And I'm really proud of her. And yeah, she's makes, healing. She's healing and serving, right? For sure. For sure. Healing and serving. It makes me think of a vulnerability. Wendy's been like a mentor to me in, in that aspect as, as far as uh, vulnerability and using vulnerability as your superpower. Yeah. There's so much in this interview about hope and about healing and about connection, connection to your authentic self. And she shows that in so many different levels and avenues of her life in, like you mentioned, this documentary, she touches a lot upon trauma. She works with women. Yeah. Just giving a voice to people that don't have it. I think anyone can relate to how hard it is to really be your true authentic self and to show up in the world truly you. And it's hard to even sometimes know who you truly are. But one of the things that Wendy is big about is really connecting to your true higher self, to your source, and really getting to know who you are. Yes, yes. Let's jump in with Wendy. Let's do it. 
Hello, Wendy. Welcome to the podcast. Courtney, thank you so much for having me. This is just an amazing day for me. It is an amazing day, and we're going to get into that in yeah. just a minute because there's so much I want you to share with us. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your story, a little bit about your background. Let us get to know who you are. Oh, my goodness. So much to say, but let's just start with this. If you were to look at my roles that I play in this life, I am a serial entrepreneur love business, love heart-driven business, anything that is going to uplift and help another human, count me in. Whatever I do, I want to make an impact and, and impact the greater good of man. So that's always where you're going to find me is, am I making a difference in this world? Because I can create wealth all day long. I can create money, but if it's not really helping another individual, then it's not meaningful to me. So you're going to see that I have many, many businesses, but I've really, really, I've been dabbling in personal development. And when I say dabbling, it wasn't really dabbling. I mean, I was, I was putting on conferences and had, po- I've had podcasts for years, had a book about six years ago, but I had a health crisis for about four years. And during that time, I had to just focus on the basics, focus on my body, focus on loving myself, healing myself emotionally, mentally, socially, physically. And then the last couple of years, I really felt like there was something missing because I was really focusing on my real estate career, which is great. I love real estate. I love allowing people to, you know, reach that goal of home ownership in their life. But there was always a piece of me that said, you know what, there's more and you aren't fully embodying what your spiritual gifts are. And as a result, you are not feeling fulfilled. And so I stepped, I I jumped two feet in, in February and said, okay, I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea where I'm going, but I am going to trust my heart this time and I'm going to let it take me wherever it goes. And what a freaking ride, Courtney. What a freaking ride. I love it. (laughs) Hold on, buckle up. (laughs) And is that February of this year? This year. Year. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, I've been doing this for, oh, upwards five, six years. It's not in 10 years. I've actually been doing personal development, growing, wanting to become the best version of myself. And about six years ago, I recognized that my gift is communication. So I started speaking and podcasts and writing books and, and I did it, but I did it from an ego driven place, a very masculine driving place, which Mm -hmm. really caused some health issues. And so moving back into creation again, I'm learning the power of our divine feminine in terms of women. Now, men have it too, right? It's not like they don't have a feminine energy, but women really thrive in that feminine energy and we create better Mm -hmm. and we flourish and we flow and we receive. And so now that I'm doing it this time, I knew that there was a better way of doing it. And it has been joyful and blissful and peaceful And I use my masculine energy because I'm really good at masculine energy. That was where I lived for most of my life to then take the creation and say, okay, here's our plan. Here's our systems. So it's that balance, that balance and that flow. And so it's been really fun to step into a place and feminine energy. It's all about trust. It's all about trusting yourself, connecting with yourself, connecting to others, connecting to the divine. And that connection piece is what allows us to step into a place of creating with just that, just that yummy, delicious, joyful existence that we can have. And so much different, much different this go around than it was six years ago. Six years ago, I was in very much a proving energy, proving myself that I was worthy, proving to to others that I had something of value to share with the world, proving to myself, and really who was I proving it to? No one else. I was proving it to myself because I didn't feel like I was accepted. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel worthy. And so I was doing all these external things to hopefully get that in back into my heart. And as a result, I just made myself sick. Mm -hmm. And so this go around, it's not about proving. It's I already know what my value is. I already know that I'm connected fully to myself. And I'm just sharing my gifts because it feels good to share my spiritual gifts with those that need to hear this message. And so that's what today is all about, is sharing that message, that journey that I just shared with you of going and learning. And unfortunately, and fortunately for myself, 
I learn best through actually having an experience, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that can just listen and go, oh yeah, I probably should avoid that. It's I need to understand what that looks like by actually experiencing it. And that's that can be a double-edged sword, right? The double-edged sword is that you experience it. So now you know to the core of your being what that feels like. But you also get the opportunity to feel some discomfort. Yeah. I used to call it pain. I used to call it suffering. And I did many, many times suffer because of the perception of that experience. Now I look at an experience and go, wow, isn't that interesting? That's showing up for me to learn and grow and expand. And it's not a good or a bad thing. There's really no good or bad anymore. It's just an experience. And I get to learn what that feels like in my body, what that feels like to experience that. And that's a beautiful place to be, just to expand and just relax, relax into life. Because man, I was a ball of control. I am a recovering control freak. Right here. That's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Had to control every single part of my life. And yet what's so funny is I was literally a backseat driver and God was in control. And he, I, I was just barking orders all day long. Do this. Do that. It's got to be like this. It's got to be like that. My experience has to look like this. And if it doesn't look like this, then I am really not either I don't meet my expectations. So now I'm in suffering again, or I just feel like I did it wrong. I feel like a failure because it didn't appear in the way that my brain thought it should. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how many times do we look at something and go, well, it didn't go this way. Therefore, it wasn't right. Therefore, I failed. And now I don't look at things like that. It's like, isn't it interesting how it showed up? It was very different than what I thought, but it's perfect for me and it's perfect for my growth. And this is exactly where I need to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Just the control of I need my life to look this certain way. I need to hit these certain goals. I need to hit these certain milestones. What I love about you is that you have you really have gone through all of that and then shifted. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like you've brought that part of you. And I know you're like, I'm a recovering control freak, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I think that it's actually really powerful for you to have been in that space, Mm -hmm. been in, you know, running these businesses, being out there in the community and in the world and really leading and striving and then just shifting it a little bit more to personal growth and mm-hmm. to really combine those two. I'm so happy you're here. This is this is such great information. There's so much I want to talk about. I've already like started taking notes here about what I, I want to touch upon. So let's talk a little bit about that transformation for you because Mm -hmm. I think you hit on something really, really powerful when you were like, I need to have that experience myself before I can, you know, assist others. So you have all this background, you have all this experience. You've had several businesses, right? Can you tell us just a little bit about maybe what some of your businesses have been? Sure, you bet. So I actually, one of my favorite jobs I ever had was working for the Utah Foster Care Foundation. So I had a traditional employed, uh, I mean, I've, I've worked in retail, I've worked in all these different things, but I found my home when I was in nonprofit organizations, because again, I could take my skill of sales and marketing and pair it with something that is helping another individual. So that was always really important to me. Worked there for 13 years. I was also a foster parent, have two bonus boys in my life. So I have Mm -hmm. a total of six children, uh, 12 grandchildren, and my soulmate of 33 years. So those are beautiful parts of my life. But as far as businesses, I realized that I hit a glass ceiling. The unfortunate thing with any government or even nonprofit agency, and that organization is kind of quasi government agency because it's funded fully by Utah State. So it's kind of your pigeonholed into a place where you have to meet their expectations, their numbers, those things. And they never wanted you to go way beyond what you could do because that would mean that the expectation would continue to rise and you wouldn't get any additional money or resources. So there was this place of do these wonderful things, but within a limit. And in Mm. fact, one of my reviews, one of my last reviews, and this kind of tipped me over the edge, was, oh, you know what, Wendy, we love that you do all these additional things. There was a lot of things that I did that were best practices still to this day in the state of Utah, but it kind of makes us crazy. And I was like, crazy, what are you talking about? And the response was, well, you know what, 
there's a job description and you do so many things outside of the job description and the other people in the state of Utah that have your same job sometimes feel badly because they don't do the things that you do. And I said, so you're asking me to not do these things that are benefiting children because it might make someone else feel bad. Wow. Right? Yeah, wow. And and that was the light bulb. Actually, that was such a gift. Thank you, thank you, thank you for mm-hmm. giving me that review because it pushed me out on my own. And I took the plunge, started out as a network marketing and essential oils and teaching classes all over the country. And that led me then, uh, it's in my book, there's a story of tragedy to triumph. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in desperate desperate situations for a little bit of time. And that's when real estate got in, uh, into my life, got into the picture. I've been in real estate for about a decade. Love real estate. It taught me abundance. It taught me abundance thinking. It taught me to receive money and understand the energy of money. Mm-hmm. And so that was a beautiful thing. Now I can take those principles in any kind of business I want. And I understand how to become how to stay in high vibration. So money literally comes to me. And the less I worry about it and the more I understand that I have everything that I need, it just comes to me. Um, I went to Disneyland this week with my grandkids because I knew the power of staying in high vibration the week before my book came out, that the less I worried about it, the more it would touch people who need to have the book. I needed to get out of the way. It was my worry, my concern, what will people think about me? All of those fears, fear would actually drive that book out of people's life. And I knew the power of that. And that's what real estate did for me. Real estate helped me to understand how to keep in high vibration and get out of my head and into my heart and connect to myself so that I could receive all the things that I was looking for, whether that was relationships, whether that was money, whether that was spiritual alignment, which is probably the most important thing for me, whether that's health and wellness, all of those pieces revolved around what I was thinking, how I was showing up, the amount of fear that was in me versus love. So I love real estate. I love real estate because it gave me so much knowledge and understanding over a decade. When I first started real estate, I thought I was going to self-combust. I was so stressed out. (laughs) Um, So... You know, and then I also put on conferences. Uh, You got this women interfaith women's conference, largest interfaith conference in the state of Utah. Women linking arms, lifting each other up that were, you know, LDS, but also Baptist, Catholic, non-denominational, agnostic, um, just beautiful women, even Muslim and Hindu coming together and understanding that we have more similar than we have differences. And so I had that experience and podcasts. And I wrote a book called Success Through Failing with 24 other phenomenal women, which expanded my network. So now I have all of these incredible women. They're still dear friends to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been this crazy roller coaster, beautiful ride. Yeah, so, so much. And I want to get right to what today is yeah. because today is a really big day for yes. you. It's so fun that that we just happened. I mean, I, I it's kind of early in the morning, so I appreciate that you're here because today you have a book being released today. Absolutely. I want you to tell us all about that. You bet. Okay. It's called Truth and Dare, Daring to Live Your Truth in a Fake World. Say that one more time because okay. like that needs to sink in. Sure. Truth and dare, not truth or dare, but truth and dare, daring to live your truth in a fake world. Oh, okay. If I saw that on the shelf, that would I would pull that off so fast. Tell us about where did you get that title and, and what is this book about? I mean, I know that could take hours, but I just want you to, you know, tell us the, the juicy parts. Absolutely. So I've really had that description, that title for almost four years. I've known it. I, it was one of those things, the the God downloads that I got that I went, ooh, oh yeah, that's my next book. But I procrastinated and I also didn't have the life experience to actually write it yet. It was like this little, hey, I'm going to have you do this when the timing is right. And I got to this place of that deep unfulfillment at the beginning of this year. I looked on my vision board and all the material things I had in my possession now. I was like, I had the beautiful car, the beautiful house, you know, with the amazing view, had the beautiful clothing, like the material things I had. I even had great relationships, wonderful, deep, fulfilling relationships. 
but in my soul, I was unfulfilled. And I looked out the back window and said, what is going on? And I really tapped in and realized I was not sharing my spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. So that's when the thought of the book came back into my mind. I started to try a little bit here and there, but it wasn't until I actually shared in a group setting that the Freedom House Publishing and my coach, my uh, writing coach, entered my life. And she actually was, she never taught me to write. She taught me how to channel. She taught me how to open up and align with source because it's already created spiritually. It just needs to be created physically. So that's what I started doing and um, just started to write my story, my journey, and how each one of my significant stories in my life helped me understand the principles of connecting back to myself. Because the world will take you on this external ride of, you need to listen to this expert, you need to listen to this expert. Hey, you need to have this course or this system or this conference or whatever it is. But honestly, when you learn how to absolutely align with yourself and source energy, you don't need the external world to tell you. All the things you're looking for, all the things that you're trying to experience, more love, more you know, travel, experiences, things that you're trying to acquire, money that you're trying to get, you're wanting a feeling. You're wanting that emotional response that you'll get when you get there. But what if you could always get that inside, no matter what was going on? What if you were this never-ending flow of love, connection, support, acceptance, all the things you're looking for? What if you had that internally? And you do. And it was a matter of learning to listen to myself, listening to that internal GPS, getting realigned and reconnected with my body, with my emotions, the things that we were told all of our lives not to listen to. Shut up. You know, don't don't feel that way. Don't cry. I'm going to give you something to cry about, right? Mm-hmm. All of those things. We have been taught in programs since we were teeny, teeny, tiny to not listen to all the subtle cues and the things that are happening inside. So we disconnect. And then we're told that our body isn't enough. Mm-hmm. You don't have big enough breasts. Your butt is too big. It's too saggy. You have cellulite. You have a, you know, your, your stomach is in a six pack. So we disconnect from our body. We disconnect from that sort of truth and light, that vessel of truth and light. And so we forget, we forget what this incredible human experience is all about. We signed up to have a body. We signed up to have emotions. That's what we get on this. And we've disconnected from those things. Mm -hmm. And once we reconnect with that, then I can connect with you too. I can connect to all humanity and I am perfectly aligned with the divine. And that's what truth and dare is all about. Learning, relearning, remembering, reawakening so that you can be fully embodying this body and these emotions and learning to lean into love instead of fear. Because we're really good at fear. Mm-hmm. We're really good at worry. We're really good at control. And a lot, all of us have had some sort of trauma. So also trauma blinds us and shadows our connection to ourself. So feeling all of those things and peeling back layers, it's, it's a process mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who may be listening to this and this is all just resonating, but it's mm-hmm. like, where do you begin? You know, if I know that I'm not connected to my body, I know that I'm not connected to my emotions or my emotional mm-hmm. response. Where would we begin to be connected to that? Yeah. Well, and you'll notice my my book is kind of sequentially ordered in that manner. I believe the first thing that we need to do is become aware again, aware of those subtle, instead of pushing them down and saying, oh, I have this bellyache and I want it to go away. It hurts. My digestive system's not working. It doesn't like food. Well, you know what? That cue in your stomach is when aren't you digesting? Mm-hmm. What emotion are you not digesting? What experience aren't you emotion uh, are you not digesting? What story did you create? Because we create all sorts of stories. Right. What story did you create in your mind that you're not digesting? And mm-hmm. so now we're aware. Now you'll get to a point where you can actually start to move that through you. But at first it's just simply being aware. Being aware of my body, being aware of my emotions. What is my emotion? 
let's let Courtney, if I were to, to ask you or 99% of the people in this world, how are you doing? What is the response? <laughs> For me today, I'd be like, I'm here. I, I'm I'm here. I love your response because you're you're being you're being truthful and you're being kind. Most people are nice. Okay, mm -hmm. nice means I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm good. I'm fine. Right. I'm doing great. Right. And they say that enough times that they literally don't know when they're not doing good and they're not doing okay. Yeah. They kind of do. Um, when they close their eyes and they're quiet and they're not doing, and that's why they're constantly doing, because if they stop doing, they actually start realizing that behind doors, things are a little chaotic, Yeah. right? And mm -hmm. there's this belief that there's something wrong with them because they feel that way, because we measure everything with this happiness meter. Mm -hmm. How happy are you? Yeah. How happy are you? Are you happy? Are my children happy? Yeah. Is everybody happy? And... That's not the human experience. Right. It doesn't feel very authentic to no. have to always be happy. But I love that you are talking about the authentic experience. Yeah. And do you feel like we're more connected to ourselves, to who we are, when we're willing to be authentic? Absolutely. Honesty. Honesty is love. And it's kind, right? I am kind when I connect and say, you know what, today, it's a rough day. Yeah. I'm having a rough day. I, I'm having all sorts of ideas and thoughts in my head that make me feel inadequate mm -hmm. and it's hard and I'm processing that mm -hmm. and I'm dismantling that and I'm learning that judgment is the core of all of my pain and my suffering because I judge something good or bad or right or wrong and, and, and I create all sorts of stories based on something. If someone doesn't text me right away, it's like, oh, are they mad at me? Right. Do they not like me anymore? Is there something wrong? And I create a big fat story around it. And then I feel bad, mm -hmm. but it's that kindness. I don't need to be nice. Yeah. Nice isn't helping anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get to, I, and I don't connect with you. If I'm nice, if yeah. I'm kind, I connect with you. Right. Yeah. And I'm connecting with myself. I'm saying, Oh, I'm aware that I'm feeling this way. Yeah. And I'm kind enough to share with you when you're asking me a question to be honest. Yeah. And that's where this shift starts. Then we're also learning our intuitive qualities. Every one of us is incredibly intuitive. We have an inner knowing, mm -hmm. but we have to start remembering to listen to all the pieces of ourselves and get reconnected to that heart space, to our bodies, to our emotions. And then we are able to navigate this life with much more flow and ease. It's not that we don't have challenges. We still might lose a loved one. And that's going to be hard. That's yeah. going to be, we're going to feel grief. We're going to feel sorrow. But when we feel the grief and we feel the sorrow and we move through that and connect with that and realize we would have never been able to feel grief and sorrow had we not experienced love right? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Now I feel so much gratitude because I connected to this person so much that when they're gone, I miss them. Yeah. Yeah. I miss them to the core of my being. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we move through that and we're honest with ourselves, and we're kind with ourselves, right? Yeah. Because we feel it and we let it move and we don't have to be happy through that. We can feel that. And so I know that I'm probably kind of going on little tangents, but honestly, it's just as simple as that. Being honest with yourself, being honest and aware with others and learning that you are creating the story that is forming your perception. Yeah. And if you don't like your current story, then change your perception, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about relationships mm -hmm. because as you were speaking just now, I I was thinking like even in just for me personally, and I try to stay kind of in a sovereign place. I try to be connected to source. I try to be aware, right? Mm -hmm. But when you are surrounded by a lot of other people in your life and your family at work, mm -hmm. your children, whatever, there can be a sense of overwhelm that comes mm -hmm. from that. And so if you're kind to yourself, it's like, I'm going to make an effort to be kind to me and I'm kind in my, you know, how I present myself. What do you do when others are not quite being kind to themselves and then in turn to you and where you're feeling mm -hmm. kind of that energy that can create such an overwhelm that's not even yours. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't even, it's not even yours, but because you are interacting or you're a kind person or you're in a relationship, it mm -hmm. just 
sort of bleeds into you. And I think a lot of us feel a lot of our stress comes Mm -hmm. from the interaction with others. What, What would you speak to that? Well, I do believe that that piece of being authentic and truthful and being able to speak our truth will foster much closer relationships because you say what you mean and you mean what you say, right? There's no mincing words. There's no, what are they, what are they really thinking? Like, uh, I I usually find out an hour from now that they're really ticked off at me, right? Mm -hmm. So that is fostering a close relationship. And now we have this open dialogue. Now you, more you practice that, the more I'll give you, for instance, my husband came home not that many days ago and he barged in from work and he had cleaned out the garage that I could apparently park closer to the one side. So he had more room. Now he never verbalized that. And so he walks in the door and he's like, what, you know, I clean out the garage. I spend all these hours doing this and you still can't park that close to the side. And I'm still not able to get out of my car um, and my door, like I can barely squeeze out of my door. And I looked at him and I breathed in rather than barking and going, oh, that was rude. I went, interesting, interesting point of view. So you're saying, I said, let me, let me make sure that I understand. I said, would it be easier for you to say, Wendy, I made room for you. Could you please park closer to the side? So I have more room. I said, are you asking me to move my car right now? Is that what you're asking me? Well, no. And I said, well, what would you like me to do? Well, in the future, will you please do this? Absolutely. I said, in the future, will you please express what you need instead of getting aggravated and barking orders at me and and making me feel shameful because I didn't do it the way that you said it. Now, when we can do that, now there's this open dialogue, right? Like it's it's more than the words they say. It's what is really going on, right? right? right. And when we are strong in our sense of self, we, know, we don't have to get trapped into that energy. We can be the observer and go, wow, they're spinning out of control, right? Yeah. What's going on here, right? Yeah. My, my family knows if they are going to treat me that way and we can't get to the root of it and they're still they're still projecting their mess on me, then I love myself enough that I will remove myself from that air place, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to give you a minute to cool down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to go in my car and get away because when we lean into love, we can actually see it for what it is. We're not moving into the fear with them. We're not getting into the intensity of the emotion that they're feeling because they created a story in their mind. That's why they're justifying why they feel the way that they feel. Right. right? Yeah. So they need to step out of their story, but I can't do it for them. All I can do is stay in my place and get and stay out of their story. Yeah. I'm not going to be enmeshed in that story that they just created. Yeah. I can look at it and go, interesting, interesting point of view. That is their point of view. Mm -hmm. And now I can say, interesting, this is my point of view. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, it's detaching, becoming more of an observer and not just simply moving into that emotional response really fast with them. Yeah. And you get better at it. It takes practice. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah. And then, um, and there's still times where I don't. There's still times where I will get caught up in the moment. And then I sit back and when I relax, I go, you know what? That was not okay. Mm -hmm. It was not okay that I just did that. And I apologize to you. Mm -hmm. I apologize that I got caught up in the moment and got caught up in the worry and the frenzy and the things that I was doing. And I wasn't kind to you. Um, So I have learned to apologize for when I am caught up in that moment. And I've seen that my whole, as I heal myself, I've seen everybody around me starting to embrace who they are more. And I didn't try to change them. Right. Because that's a lot of times where I'm going to be happy when this person starts doing this. No. How about if you support yourself and you'll know when you lean into love, if it is a destructive enough relationship that you need to take yourself out of it. If it's continuing to be coming up with with this toxic energy, this chaos, you may also the most loving thing you might do for yourself and that other person is to remove yourself from it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I just feel like relationships are, they are here to teach us more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I look at my own personal family 
and realize they are my greatest teachers, Mm -hmm. my greatest teachers. Yeah. And when I understand that most of the suffering and chaos came from my own stories that I created, I can't tell you how many times I've been married to my sweetheart for 33 years, but I'm going to tell you honestly that for 30 of those years, I was not happy in my mm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't because it was partially because of the things that were occurring, but more so it was the fact that I was truly not connected to myself and therefore I couldn't connect to this other person. And I kept thinking that if they would change, I would be happy, yeah. right? That's not how it works. Yeah. You change, you become happy. Your external world starts to shift and change. Now, if those relationships are meant to stay in your life, Life, then that will ebb and flow as well. If it is not, and you have completely changed a different frequency, you and your loved one may just not even, it might be time to uncouple yeah. and, and learn to have a different experience with someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough that I have a spouse that loves me so much that he was willing to allow me to expand in the way that I need to expand and be with me and be able to evolve in in his own unique way. Yeah. And I, I can't tell you how many times I asked and pleaded with God to have the resources and the way to leave him. I can't tell you how many times, mm. thousands yeah. of times. And now I look at that and go, wow. I would have missed out on this. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you express the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So when you step into your space of healing, it affects everybody around you, whether they like it or not. Right. Yeah. And there can be resistance to that at first. Right. Like, what are you doing? Um, I don't like this new version of yourself because our brains are wired to not want change. So when someone is changing before your very eyes, that is threatening and right. we step into fear very quickly. Right. But the more you practice and say, nope, this is my new version. This is who I am. And I'm not, I'm not self-betraying anymore. I'm not going to make you happy at the expense of my soul. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm honoring myself. And as a result, I'm honoring you more. I'm connecting with you more because I'm connected to myself. Right. And right. when I step into my truth, it exposes all the lies. Right. Yeah. And what a beautiful story with, with your husband, with your partner, yeah. that he stayed with you. Because yeah. that, that can be scary, right? Yes. If someone shifts and someone changes or someone's just even struggling trying to make sense of something. Um, so that's beautiful. 33 years. That's I know. a long time. I that's know. beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. And even when I was going to tell my most vulnerable story of my sexual healing with the world, which is not something most people would do. Mm-hmm. And I shared that with the world and I had written the voiceover and a beautiful, I went out of town for a few days and really got aligned with source, wrote it, channeled it all out. And he was meeting me for dinner and this impacts him, right? Yeah. Like this story impacts him. Right. He sat down, he read the story and I was really, I was in fear. I was like, oh no, he's going to say no way. And what am I going to do? Cause I feel very compelled to share this with the world, but I just relaxed into that. And as he read, he looked up at me and he said, you need to share this. Mm-hmm. And I just, ugh, I can't tell you how much respect and love and connection that one offering was, you know what, Wendy? Share this because it's going to help heal someone from their sexual trauma, from not experiencing pleasure, from not experiencing the full capacity of what their body can feel, and how many women out there and men have experienced trauma sexually that has inhibited their ability to truly connect to themselves and and have an experience that superpower of creation that we've all been given. Mm-hmm. So it's been beautiful to have him by my side. He's yeah. my greatest cheerleader and my greatest advocate. And and if I'm speaking on a stage, he'll text me and say, go get him. You were born to do this. This is your superpower. This is your spiritual gift. Go inspire. He'll say, go inspire the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know that, if I'm allowed to say that. That's so beautiful. I love that. I mean, what what that's I think what we all would would love that kind of support, right? Yeah. To to be in our superpower, right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about women because I know that you have there's a lot of purpose with you in serving women. Yes. And um, you mentioned earlier connecting with that feminine side, mm-hmm. which I think even as women we shut that down. We did. A lot. We did. I believe that when we started to move towards being out in the workplace, we wanted to prove to the world we could be just as good as men. And we did it. We did it. But we did it at an expense, a very high, high expense, which was we forgot about our femininity. Because when we went out into the workplace, we thought we had to do it just like men, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, that's not how we were designed. We are chalices of creation, We create. That's how we do things. And we do that in flow and ease and joy and pleasure. Think about the fact that women are receivers. Even in the creation process of of creating a child, we are receivers. Mm -hmm. And we have stepped into a place of giving, 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 masculine, drive, drive, do it, do it, do it. Like, and and we're burning ourselves into the ground. Yes, yes. I can't tell you how many women say, I'm overwhelmed, I'm frustrated, I am so, like, I just, I feel like I'm going to self-combust. And it's because they have been taught that they should live in a divine masculine row. Actually, I shouldn't say divine masculine, a disempowered masculine role Mm -hmm. of drive, 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 push, push, push. And we were not designed to create that way. Yeah. The way that I created this book was through alignment and flow and joy and pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. I do that with my income now. The more I take inspired action when that inspired intuitive knowing comes into my space, I'll go out and I'll do that, but I will then allow it to be received from by me, right? Mm -hmm. And so like real estate deals, I don't go out and chase them at all anymore. They come to me. Mm. right? I don't have to worry about whether or not I have money next month or the following month. I, it just comes. Yeah. So learning to create and be in that place of flow and love and ease, which is really, really challenging for most women. Most women have been in a place of control of being in a trauma response. Most women have had sexual trauma. Most women, they say one in three, Mm-mm, no way. There's no way that's true. Every woman I meet just about, it's an exception rather than a, um, you know, like two out of three. I I have yet to experience that. Now, that could be my perception, and Mm -hmm. I will own that. If someone says, no, 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 Wendy, that is true. One in three. Maybe it's just the circles I run around with. Mm -hmm. But I believe most women have, even if they weren't raped or molested, how many women have said no to a spouse and still had it? Mm -hmm. How many women have had duty sex, Mm -hmm. right? How many women have done it and taken one for the team? Mm -hmm. And that is some sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. So you add upon that sexual trauma, which leads us to trauma responses, flight, which we're always doing, Fawn, let's make sure everybody's okay at the expense of us. Freeze. Now, freeze happens when we're overflowing and we can't do it anymore. And so we just, we can't get out of bed, right? Mm -hmm. How many of us have been in deep depression? And um, you've got fight. Mm -hmm. How many are super reactive, right? Mm -hmm. We go into those patterns because of trauma, Mm -hmm. because of stuck emotion that we've never allowed to filter through our bodies. And that's where I got to in that journey was... I was unwilling to express those emotions that were trapped into my space. And my body finally said, if you're not going to do it and you're not going to wail and scream, I'm going to do it for you. And that's what happened. My body expressed that. Mm. And I was very, very much in fear during the time. I mean, it was a dark, dark, dark period of my life. I remember thinking to myself, I am living a nightmare I can't wake up from. Yeah. Um, but I was feeling all the things that I wouldn't let myself feel. Mm-hmm. And my body was like, you're, you're ready for this, sis. <laughs> you have the ability and you have the strength and you have the courage. You can do this. Feel in order to heal. And so I believe with 
expressing our divine femininity, we're going to have to learn new patterns. We learn new ways of being so that we step out of our trauma response and we start to flow. We start to trust. We start to have faith that things are going to work out in our highest and best and that we don't have to always like micromanage everything in our life and that it doesn't matter how it shows up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We manifest, we say, hey, I want to create this. Mm-hmm. And then we manifest it. And then we don't, we get out of the way of how it looks. Like today, I don't know if my book will be a number one bestseller or not. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter, Courtney, because the people who need that book in their lives will receive it. They'll read it. They'll feel it. They'll express it. They'll want more of it. And those that were never supposed to read it in the first place or just aren't ready for that, they won't even see it. it. Won't come up on their radar. Right. And I don't have to micromanage that. Right. Right. Yes. And that is creating the feminine. Do you see how today? Do I look stressed? No. <laughs> no. Six years ago, when I had my book, Success Through Failing, was I stressed? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was a ball of stress. I just about self-combusted because we also did a summit on mm-hmm. the same day. Mm-hmm. And I was so worried about getting butts in seats. It didn't matter who they were. I just needed their butt in a seat so that I could feel validated that I got people there. Yeah. Um, and we had 500 people there. I almost killed myself getting people uh, there. Yeah. So. Well, and you mentioned you've been at Disneyland. And yeah. so what, yesterday you're yeah. here early in the morning with yeah. us for this podcast. No problem. And your book's releasing today, so there's so much going on for you, and you are. You're very calm, and I can tell so grateful to be here, and it's just... So grateful. It's just a a great energy that Mm. you have. Okay, how do we get your book? Tell tell us where we find it, and it's today. It's released today, which is Mm -hmm. 11-11-22. What a great day. Yes. Where do we find it? It's on Amazon. And so you can get the Kindle version. You can get the paperback version today. The Audible version is going to be available fairly soon. That was one of those things that I needed to release. I saw that the I dotted the I's and I crossed the T's <laughs> and it didn't happen today. And mm-hmm. it was okay. It wasn't meant to be happening today. And it actually gives me another reason to market when it comes out. I'll be like, hey, by the way, I have the Audible version. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, that is, if, if you can't find it, Truth and Dare, Daring to Live Your Truth in a Fake World, which I think you can if you just put that in the subject title or the the search in Amazon, you can always go to my website, wendybunnell.com, and you, it, you'll you see a little uh, thing that says book, and that will lead you right to the link. And it's available today. So if you order it today, it'll be here in a couple of days if you get the, the soft cover. And if you get the Kindle, you'll be able to read it immediately. So, oh, so wonderful. Okay. And I know you have many other ways to reach you, work with you. Yeah. You are so active in this community and it's such, so Thank much you. beautiful, inspiring service that you give mm-hmm. to this community and, and really to the world mm-hmm. you're online. Tell us how to reach you. How do we find you? There's okay. a lot of different channels I know that you have. Yeah. You know what? The easiest way is probably to go to my website because it has the links to everything, wendybundle.com. So if you want to see that video, we started to talk about a little bit mm-hmm. of um, releasing sexual trauma, you can find it there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you want to be on my Facebook group, you can time to heal. You can be there, and you can you can you know click on the link and and find me. Now I'm my handle on Facebook and Instagram is just Wendy Bunnell, Wendy dot Bunnell. Um, so it's pretty easy to find me. You can, but just go to my website. You'll be able to find me. And if you want, we have other offerings, retreats, and we're going to be doing an event called Burning Woman next year. And so there's lots of ways to get involved and connect. Mm -hmm. And even my email, easy, wendy at wendybunnell.com. There you go. Okay, perfect. And you have a beautiful website. Thank you. That's one thing we can't, we're not visually seeing this podcast, but you have such a gift for um, like video creation and really just moving people with visuals and beauty of just the nature and the, there's the camera work and, and that video that you spoke about is just beautiful. I would say to everyone, go find that on your website. You have a YouTube channel too, as well. And podcast, illuminate your essence. Yes. Right. Yeah. That is fantastic. I've been listening to that a little bit (laughs) the last couple of weeks as we've been preparing for this podcast 
and just your information, just your intuitiveness and what you want to share, just that message that you continually just emanate from yourself. It's just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you took time with us to be here today. Is there anything else that you want to just wrap up and end with or share with us? Mm. I would just say that if there's something missing in your life out there, you're like, God, I, I would be happy if I had this or that. Maybe it's acceptance or success or money or a significant other. You can't find that person who you want to be beside. It starts internally. Mm-hmm. Show up with that acceptance inside. Show up with the abundant attitude inside. Show up with that relationship inside. And then everything else shifts from mm-hmm. there. It just does. And just know that if you are experiencing a life that you feel isn't everything that you signed up for, that you do have the power to co-create a different way of being and showing up in this world. And that there's hope that it can shift and it can ebb and flow. Will you still have challenges in that new life that you create? Yeah, but you'll flow much differently through them. They won't be a place of suffering and pain. It will just be of challenge and mm. an experience. And so I guess the biggest thing I want to drive home is that hope piece, that there's hope and healing, that I just want to plant that seed of hope and healing in the hearts and the minds of those that are listening. Beautiful. I definitely felt that today. Thank you so much, Wendy, for being here with us. It's been just beautiful. What a beautiful journey with you. Thank you, Courtney. Hey, we would love to connect with you. We believe that community and relationships are a vital element. And when you're doing the work, sometimes it can feel lonely. It doesn't have to be. You can join us on our Seven Elements of Wellness private Facebook group. This is a group where you'll get ideas, be able to ask questions, and find the support of a like-minded community. You can also find us on Instagram at Seven Elements of Wellness. This is where you'll find out about upcoming events, look for inspiration, motivational quotes, and a lot of shares. Make sure to check out our website at 7elementsofwellness.com. Here you can learn more about our mission and connect with our sponsors. You can purchase merchandise and get the latest on local and live streamed events. Are you guys down for a challenge? We got you covered. Head over to the website for all your challenge info, purchase a lifestyle kit, or download your free checklist. If you'd like to create your own seven elements of wellness community where you live, reach out to us. We'd love to help you get it started. The Seven Elements of Wellness podcast is created and produced entirely by volunteers who are passionate about sharing this message and assisting you on your journey to feel good more than you don't. If you would like to contribute to helping us continue to bring amazing content through this podcast and community events, we would love your support. You can find us on Venmo under our business account at Life Integrated. Any donation is so greatly appreciated and we thank you so much.